0: The podcast for St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties that reads like an audio newspaper. This is SME Community Radio Newscast powered by Anchor.fm. News Nation this hour, I'm James Sears. Spirit Airlines is canceling hundreds of more flights today. By 2.30 a.m. Eastern, Spirit had canceled more than 300 flights, 40% of today's scheduled flights. This is the fifth straight day of cancellations as the discount airline struggles with tech outages, staffing shortages, and other problems. Spirit officials said yesterday cancellations should ease as the airline reboots its operation, but that doesn't appear to be happening just yet. The number of global COVID cases now tops 200 million, doubling in just six months. That's more than the populations of Germany, France, and Spain combined. It's due to the more contagious Delta variant spreading faster. And Tokyo logged 5,042 new daily coronavirus cases, an all-time high as infections surge in the capital hosting the Olympic Games. South Korea has seen a sharp spike in COVID cases as the new Delta Plus variant has emerged in the country. The first two cases of the new variant were detected there earlier this week. So far, only a few countries, including the UK, Portugal and India, have reported Delta Plus cases. The new variant is still being studied, but some scientists say it may be more transmissible than even the Delta variant. The 81st annual Sturgis Bike Rally set to kick off today in South Dakota despite concerns about Delta. More than 700,000 biking enthusiasts from around the country are expected to attend. According to the Washington Post, last year's rally was directly linked to more than 330 COVID cases, four hospitalizations, and one death, but the actual number may be higher. Senate Democrats are pushing to pass both the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package and a $3.5 trillion budget bill this week. Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso is concerned about how to pay for it.
1: If we pass a bill of that magnitude, the American people will pay more in taxes, we will pay more in the cost of living, it will continue to impact the American people in a very negative
0: way. The smaller bill has bipartisan support, but Democrats plan to use the budget reconciliation process to pass the larger package without any Republican votes. Senators will likely be working again through the weekend and remain in session through August recess, which is set to begin Monday. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at newsnationnow.com and on the NewsNation Now app. I'm James Sears.
1: With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Railing against any attempt by the feds to implement what he calls a biomedical security state, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis with a message for President Biden.
2: Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until
3: you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you.
1: Mr. Biden has blasted DeSantis and some other GOP governors for their response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The president's message conveyed through his press secretary, Jen Psaki. If you
4: are not going to be a part of the solution, if you're not going to be a part of saving people's lives, then get out of the way and let other people do the job.
1: This at a time when illegal aliens, an unknown number of them carrying the coronavirus, are surging across the border into the U.S., The administration has been putting them on buses and planes bound for communities around the country. The overwhelmed border city of McAllen, Texas, has authorized a temporary emergency shelter for migrants who, according to the city, have been abandoned by Customs and Border Protection. A fast-moving wildfire has engulfed the northern California town of Greenville. Much of the downtown and several homes destroyed. The Dixie Fire ripped through Greenville last evening. Also at
2: srnews.com more medals for the Americans at the Olympics. Team USA tacks on another five medals on Thursday morning in Tokyo. For the second straight games, Americans went 1-2 in the men's shot put as Ryan Krauser broke the Olympic record on three separate throws, including his final attempt of 23.3 meters, just shy of the world record he posted in June. Krauser's teammate Joe Kovac earned his second straight silver. Grant Holloway was the heavy favorite to win the men's 110-meter hurdles. He faded late and finished with a silver. Nevin Harrison earned a gold in the first-ever women's canoe single 200-meter sprint, and Corey Juno won a bronze medal in the Men's Skateboard Park. I'm Denny Cap.
1: This is SRN
2: News.
5: Do you believe in aliens? A new poll from the Pew Research Center finds that religious people are less likely to think that there might be intelligent life in other parts of the galaxy. Overall, two-thirds of Americans suspect that there are intelligent beings on other planets somewhere. But less than half of people who say religion is important in their lives and attend worship services regularly, believe in aliens. White evangelicals are the least likely to think there's intelligence elsewhere, just 40%. Michael Harrington, SRN News.
1: The German government says it will intensify its battle against the quickly growing anti-Semitism in the country by investing $41.5 million into research and educational projects focused on understanding its causes and effectively fighting hatred of Jews. Some of the cash will go to universities to examine the different facets of the problem and to develop strategies on how to counter them. This is SRN News. Along with just about everything else, the cost of keeping baby comfortable is going up. Parents of newborns are feeling the pinch of higher costs for diapers, but the inflation rate is about to send prices even higher. Just two companies, Kimberly-Clark and Procter & Gamble, control about 80% of the U.S. diaper market and both already have announced price hikes. But since diapers are derived from wood pulp, the surge in wood prices may soon boost the cost of Huggies and Pampers as well. Ken Lorman reporting. The Delta variant of the coronavirus challenging China's strategy of isolating cities, prompting warnings that Chinese leaders who were confident they could keep out of the coronavirus need a less disruptive approach. On Wall Street this morning, stock futures are higher. Dow futures up 68 points. NASDAQ futures ahead 26. More details at srnnews.com.
6: Hello, here is a little mask school update. South Bend Community Schools is requiring all students to wear masks. Every other district besides South Bend, masks will be optional. This will change depending on the COVID-19 in the area. Please be sure to check with your local schools district on any and all upcoming information about protocols to begin the 2021-2022 school year. Have a wonderful day.
7: Probably
5: a little bit like you. There was a lot of talk about the COVID-19 vaccines. I didn't know what to believe. And I tell you, everyone has an opinion. Some of my friends got vaccinated and some were against it. But I knew this was an important decision, so I went to somebody I already trusted, my doctor. It's your call, so talk to your doctor or healthcare provider and make the decision that's right for you. You can go to GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information. That's GetVaccineAnswers.org, brought to you by the Ad Council. I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
8: When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Maybe you're not sure how you'll make rent, or you lost your job. When you don't know where to turn, let 211 be your guiding light. Our guides are ready to connect you with the help you need. 211, how can I help you? Call or visit 211.org. 211, 2-1-1. get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council from the black information network
2: this is the bin daily update
8: i'm vanessa
6: tyler
5: and i'm mike stevens on your home for 24 7 news the black information net
6: i try to get any help i can i was waiting for my grandkids to come home they never came back to me. The
8: cries of a black grandmother. Michelle Johnson's grandchildren are never coming back. Their decomposing bodies were found in the trunk of their aunt's car, discovered only after a Maryland police traffic stop. The seven-year-old, Jocelyn Johnson, may have been in the trunk for as long as a year. Her five-year-old brother, months. The grandmother says she had been calling for help, police, child services, but she hadn't seen the children since Christmas 2019 when her daughter and the kids moved out of her Baltimore home. Then that daughter left the children in the custody of her sister, Johnson's other daughter. As far as Johnson is concerned, she tells Fox 45 both of her daughters should get the death penalty. I want want both daughters to be equally charged
3: because both are
8: guilty so far police have charged the aunt 33 year old nicole johnson with child abuse
5: a black chicago family says they're suffering the effects of ptsd after the cops kicked in their door pointed guns at them and their terrorized children only to find out the cops had the wrong house the family says the kids ages four through nine are still affected by what happened In 2019, when officers busted in the home of Stephen Winters, the family claims the cops did not identify themselves and did not have a warrant. The family also accuses Chicago police of trying to cover up the botched raid. Officers say they were looking for a suspect from a local gas station they claim they saw run into the home. Police body camera does not show anyone going in. The family is suing.
8: A group of parents say their All Lives Matter sign was banned, but the Black Lives Matter signs are allowed to stay. So they're suing the Minnesota Lakeville School District. They claim their First Amendment free speech rights were violated. One of the parents suing is the mother of that nine-year-old white girl who went viral when she complained to her school board about a BLM poster and an image of African-American poet Amanda Gorman posted on the
5: wall at her school. It appears the Defense Department is preparing To make COVID vaccines mandatory. CNN reports Defense Secretary African American Lloyd Austin is leaning toward recommending the shots be required for active duty troops. A decision could come soon. President Biden already announced federal employees had to be vaccinated or be tested regularly for the coronavirus. President Biden's new rule did include civilians employed by the DOD, but did not include active duty service members at that time.
8: How to say happy birthday to an 88-year-old who has meant so much to a Texas community? How about giving her 350 million birthday cards? Retired Judge Arthur B. Williams is like a hero in our hometown of Wichita Falls, Texas. First black judge, first black mayor, first black member of city council. How about another first? Breaking the Guinness World Record for the most birthday cards. Her friends and family will be collecting collecting them trying to get to 350 million all through the month of August. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Mike Stevens on Your Home for 24/7 News, the Black Information Network.
9: Support for this podcast comes from Verizon Business. Verizon Business unlimited plans. Unlimited data, no overages and more. Built right for business with the speed of Verizon 5G. Get Verizon Business unlimited plans from as low as $30 per line. Visit verizon.com/business/plans per month with five lines on Business Unlimited Start. Includes paper-free billing with auto pay and select smartphone agreement discounts. Taxes, fees, and terms apply. 5G nationwide available in 2,700 plus cities on most Verizon 5G devices. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. This episode
10: is supported by Cricket Wireless. With Cricket Wireless, you get everything you want in a $60 unlimited plan. Everything? Yeah, like nationwide 5G, 150 gigs of cloud storage, a 15 gig mobile hotspot, everything. Like fast feeds and all the storage you need, everything? Plus so much more. It's everything you want, including the price. Smile, you're on Cricket.
11: Cricket may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Mobile hotspot requires compatible device. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Compatible plan and device required for 5G access. 5G may not be available in your area for 5G coverage. See slash map.
12: Support for this podcast comes from AbVi. Can't get to the bottom of your stomach issues? Having symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, oily stool, or unexplained weight loss? It might not be your stomach. It could be your pancreas. It could be exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. It's a treatable condition where your body can't break down the food you eat. If uncovering the cause of your stomach issues has been challenging, talk to your
8: doctor or visit identifyepi.com, because even just one symptom could mean EPI.
5: I'm Mike Stevens.
8: And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network.
2: This was a good man who struggled. That's all it was.
5: That's what police in Lodi, California, said about the death of 32-year-old black man Arthur Robbins, found hanging from a tree, but his family and the black community want more answers. Despite investigators saying he killed himself, they say what happened doesn't add up, including pictures posted of the hanging body online.
1: Somebody had to know the sheriff's office was out there and take a picture from
5: the distance of the young man hanging. Detectives from both the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office and the Medical Examiner's Office say they found no signs of struggle or of foul play. But drug paraphernalia was found in the area, and after they investigated, they declared the death a self-inflicted hanging. The Sheriff's Office says Robbins had previously tried to hang himself in custody, as well as having a history of drug use, but it's not clear if any of that came into play.
8: A white North Texas cop is under arrest in connection with the killing of a black murder suspect. The Texas Rangers say Forest Hill officer Logan Barr had no reason to shoot Michael Ross Jr. to death in June because he wasn't a threat. Police originally say Barr fatally shot Ross because Ross threatened him with a knife. Barr is accused of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon.
5: Workers at a South Los Angeles area McDonald's recently held an outdoor rally to call attention to a pattern of violence they say plagues the store. The employees say the strike was prompted by a recent incident in which an angry con- Customer attacked a cashier. They demand McDonald's provide a safer working environment as well as additional training to deal with violent interaction. McDonald's put out a statement saying it is outraged by the senseless act of violence that it has no place in their restaurants. The company says having a safe workplace is important to them and they have multiple layers of established security measures in the restaurant. McDonald's is a proud founding partner of the Black Information Network. Oregon Governor Kate Brown is requiring healthcare workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19 or be regularly tested.
13: The new rule requires weekly COVID-19 testing for employees in healthcare settings, which can be waived with proof of vaccination.
5: Meanwhile, one of the companies that makes COVID vaccines is saying the same thing. Pfizer now requiring all U.S. employees and contractors of the company to get vaccinated or participate in regular weekly testing. The mandates come as cases in the U.S. soar due to the highly contagious Delta variant.
8: You might think being the youngest person to reportedly own property in a major hotel chain would be enough, but not so for African-American Jessica Myers who is 33 years old, co-owns Home 2 Suites by Hilton near Oklahoma City, Oklahoma which came about in a more than $8 million deal. Now Myers has set her sights on various African nations to develop villages into sustainable communities. This idea came from a recent trip to Africa, where she noted how difficult life is for so many.
5: I'm Mike Stevens with Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network.
11: Support for this podcast comes from Hallmark. Get outside and open up that mailbox. There's nothing better than the feeling of sifting through the junk mail to discover something worthwhile, more personal, from a friend, from a family member, from someone you love. A card from Hallmark. It doesn't matter what the occasion is. Knowing you're being thought of is, well, nice. And you can pay it forward, too. Let that special person know they've been on your mind. Let them know what they mean to you. It's a simple act of kindness that will make their day. Visit hallmark.com slash Spotify to shop a wide variety of birthday and just because cards and see what a card can do.
10: Are you One Tree Hill obsessed? Are Brooke, Peyton, and Haley your BFF goals? Join Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton, and Bethany Joy Lenz on the Drama Queens podcast to relive, re-love, and re-watch every One Tree Hill minute. There are
12: no fans like One Tree Hill fans. There is no family like our family. So we got together to do a re-watch podcast to relive the show as so many of you have.
10: Each week, Sophia, Hillary, and Bethany Joy dissect every episode and deliver every
13: must-know detail. I- I feel like it's a walk down memory lane that also might be a little bit of a stumble down memory lane. I
8: mean, we'll have cocktails sometimes, so we might leave stumbling. Mm I'm good
10: with that. The ups, the downs, the loves, the losses. Experience One Tree Hill all over again. There's so much cool stuff to imagine for them. But before we can go forward, we gotta go back
8: to the beginning. You nailed it. (laughs)
10: Listen to Drama Queens on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
8: podcasts. Power in the 21st century? Who has it? How are they using it? And how is it impacting our lives? I'm Rena Nainen, I'm a host of the Recount Daily Pod. Each morning on the Recount Daily Pod, I'll bring you a quick rundown of the top headlines, and then an in-depth interview with decision makers, the reporters covering them, and experts who break it all down. Listen to the Recount Daily Pod on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Your money on the Black Information Network. Target is joining other major retailers by offering employees a debt-free way to get a degree. Starting this fall, Target said it will cover the cost of tuition, fees, and textbooks for part- and full-time workers who pursue a qualifying degree at more than 40 schools. The Minnesota-based retailer is the latest company to offer perks to attract candidates in a competitive job market. Target joins other chains, including Chipotle and Starbucks, to have programs that help employees pay for college, with Walmart recently announcing it would cover the full cost of college tuition and books for its employees. Spirit Airline passengers are experiencing another day of flight cancellations and delays. Spirit has been scrubbing flights due to storms, technology outages, and staffing shortages for several days. Passengers around the U.S.
6: We didn't know till we got here that everything was canceled, but so far they've been accommodating us pretty good. They fixed us up and got us ready to go tomorrow, direct flight. So it is what it is.
2: At one point, the airline canceled more than 60% of its flights and is warning air travelers to check their email for flight changes and to check flight status before heading to the airport. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Julius White on the Black Information Network.
9: I'm Dramos, and you may know me from Z100 or as the host of The Recap on LATV. And now I'm bringing you my podcast, Life as a Gringo. If you grew up with your authenticity constantly being questioned because you didn't speak perfect Spanish or just feeling self-conscious because the people you grew up with clowned you because your house smelled a little different, this is the podcast for you. Listen to Life as a Gringo every Tuesday and Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts
8: iHeart Radio presents As far as we
9: can tell, the earthquake somehow raised a new landmass out here.
8: Aftershock, starring Sarah Wayne Kelly. I gotta get out there. She's out there on that island. Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
2: There are corpses all over the Southland. And David Harbor. I did my job, Cassie. This is what I do. They were gonna hurt you and I stopped them.
8: Aftershock. Listen and follow on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
10: This summer on Next Question with me, Katie Couric, I'm celebrating the shortest season with a fun summer series on books. I just finished writing my own memoir, which comes out this October. So I wanted to spend some time with other people who have shared their stories and put themselves on the page. And I have such an interesting range of guests. People you might know, like Sharon Stone.
12: I think the whole world is probably aware of how much I didn't have boundaries.
10: Or admire, like former Xerox CEO Ursula Burns. I think that this is the dream of America embodied in my mother. She did it. Or have followed from afar, like Amanda Klutz. I didn't hug him. I didn't kiss him. I dropped him off at the corner of Cedar sinai I don't even know if he said goodbye to Elvis. I mean, we really thought I'd pick him up in a couple hours. Find new episodes of my summer series every Thursday. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows.
13: (laughs) I'm a fine Bordeaux. Buckle
8: up. Download the BIN Daily Update every morning on the iHeartRadio app.
4: Today's episode is sponsored by Chevron. Good morning. Welcome to Axios today. It's Thursday, August 5th. I'm Nyla Budu. Here's what you need to know today. The Mexican government sues U.S. gunmakers. Plus, a new mandate for vaccine passports in New York City. But first, today's one big thing. An Afghan translator's struggle to come to America. The Biden administration is close to meeting its accelerated deadline for troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. But it's leaving behind thousands of translators and interpreters who are waiting for special immigrant visas designed for people who worked with U.S. troops. On Monday, the State Department said it was expanding eligibility for refugee status for at-risk Afghans. The change came as more than 200 Afghans who worked with U.S. troops in some capacity arrived in Virginia. But there are thousands still waiting. Najib is one of those translators in limbo. He worked with U.S. Special Forces in Afghanistan for more than a decade, and he's been waiting since 2017 for a chance for him and his family to come to the U.S. For their safety, we're just using Najib's first name. He spoke to me yesterday via Skype from Afghanistan, and I asked him what he thought when he first heard the U.S. was going to be definitely withdrawing from the region.
7: I thought thinking about my family, about me and my family's safety, the city is going down, and... Situation getting worse and worse. The Taliban, they are going after each of the person who worked with the U.S. government, and they're going after them, and they kill them. So that's my worry about my family.
4: Dajib started the visa application process for him and his family a decade ago, in 2011.
7: I got approval in uh, 2017, and since then, I've been waiting for them. I did my interview in 2019. I submit my passports in 2019 in August. And this last June, they returned my passport, and they didn't tell me anything.
4: Najib got back his family's passports with no visas in them, and no word on when he could expect them. Part of the problem, he said, is that he wasn't able to speak with any U.S. officials, only Afghan embassy employees who didn't have any news for him.
7: They didn't tell me anything. I sent like four or five emails in the last couple of weeks, and I didn't get any response from the U.S. embassy in Kabul. On August 2nd, my case was updated, but there's no news.
4: Is there a plan if you don't hear back from the U.S. soon?
7: I have to move somewhere from here because in this place, everybody knows me. I work with the Special force with the U.S. Army for 12 years, and I have to move somewhere else, this country or somewhere else to the other country. Because the situation in here in Afghanistan is getting worse and worse day by day. So... If, if I got trouble or I got killed, so I'm worrying about my family. So I don't know what we will be their future.
4: I hope that you can stay safe. I wish you the best for you and your family.
7: Thank you very much.
4: When we reached out to the State Department about this interview, a Spokesperson told us that they have been adding staff at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul and in Washington, D.C. to address the delays in backlog. We'll keep checking in with Najib and his family about their visas. We'll be back in 15 seconds from Mexico City with the latest on a lawsuit against American gun manufacturers. Chevron is investing in a lower carbon future. The company's venture capital group is investing in breakthrough technologies from carbon capture to nuclear fusion because it's only human to find new ways forward. Learn more at chevron.com slash Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's a stat that caught our eye this week. A gun manufactured in the U.S. is more likely to be used to murder a Mexican citizen than an American citizen. That's according to a lawsuit filed this week by the Mexican government against several major U.S. gun makers, saying lax American laws are letting illegal guns over the border. Marina Franco is a reporter for Telemundo, and she writes the Axios Latino newsletter Marina, that stat we cited is so crazy. How can American guns be responsible for more murders in Mexico?
12: So the Mexican Foreign Affairs Office estimates that over 2.5 million weapons manufactured in the U.S. have made it into Mexican territory in the last decade. And that's because the greatest demand on the Mexican side is from criminal organizations and cartels.
4: And so what exactly is this lawsuit alleging if they're ending up in cartel hands illegally? What does that have to do with a U.S. gun manufacturer?
12: Well, the argument is twofold. The first part is that gun manufacturers should be more to monitor when they know that gun sellers are purchasing sort of underhanded to straw purchasers that then just move those weapons into cartel members' hands. And then the second argument is that gun manufacturers are liable because of how they market their weapons. So, for example, they speak of a a special edition Colt pistol that was designed to be elusive to Mexican revolutionary Emiliano Zapata. And the argument being made is that those types of weapons are thought out to be sort of status items that cartel members
4: will want to buy. What are the chances that something will come of this lawsuit?
12: So it could very easily just become a symbolic act because, of course, there is an act in the U.S. that stops lawsuits and civil actions from prospering against gun manufacturers for how their products are used. However, other lawsuits, including one related to the Sandy Hook shooting, have prospered by arguing that the problem is not how those pistols are used, but how they're marketed. So there is a possibility.
4: Marina Franco is a reporter for Telemundo, and she writes the Axios Latino newsletter. Thanks, Marina. Thank you so much for having me. And now to some COVID news. This week, New York City became the first major American city to issue a vaccine mandate for restaurants, gyms, and other indoor activities. Axios' healthcare editor, Tina Reed, is here to catch us up quick. Hey, Tina, how's this going to work?
13: So, in New York City, they are going to either use the statewide Excelsior Pass, or New York City also just rolled out its own app, or they're going to say you can just show your CDC paper card, and that will be your proof of vaccination that you can, in fact, go in.
4: How have we seen other American cities use something similar
13: to check vaccine requirements for Americans? We've seen some states using different vaccine um, verification technology or testing verification before travelers are able to arrive. I'm thinking in particular about Hawaii, um, which has been using that, that sort of technology for a while. And we've also seen major employers. So talking about the kind of employers that literally have tens of thousands of employees. They're also looking at different technologies to be able to use uh, basically mandate vaccines and make sure everybody can move through quickly. Tina, what do you think we're
4: missing if we're focusing the conversation so much on vaccine passports when we're thinking about stopping the spread of COVID?
13: So we can't forget about some of the other public health measures that have been so valuable in this pandemic. Tools such as contact tracing, regular testing, just mask wearing. If you are Using a vaccine passport system, it may give people a false sense of security.
4: Tina Reed is Axios' healthcare editor. She also writes the daily Axios Vitals newsletter. Thanks, Tina. Thank you, Nyla. Our Olympics correspondent, Ina Freed, has been updating us on her adventures at the Summer Games. But today's dispatch isn't so much about sports as it is about friendship.
3: Well, I was out at Ariake Urban Sports Park today for the first-ever women's park skateboarding competition. Yes! And it was thrilling in and of itself with lots of jaw-dropping tricks. But what was really impressive was how much there was camaraderie among the eight finalists. There was this one moment, both the Brazilian athletes had a rough run, and first the one supported the other, then the other supported the other. There was this really tender moment between American Bryce Wettstein and Australia's Poppy Olsen. And then, you know, in one of the more dramatic moments at the very end, Japan's Misugu Okamoto, who had been the top qualifier, ended up finishing fourth. And a bunch of the other athletes got together and lifted her up, literally lifted her up. And hoisted her in the air.
4: That's ex Ina Freed from Tokyo. And that's it for us today. I'm Nyla Budu. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Chevron is investing in a lower carbon future. And the company's venture capital group is also investing in breakthrough technologies in companies like Zap Energy. Zap Energy is looking to make nuclear fusion technology a reality, a process that can produce large amounts of energy with no greenhouse gas emissions, and that's just the start, because it's only human to find new ways forward. Get more information...
11: Detailed forecast. Today. Sunny, with a high near 83. Light south wind increasing to 5 to 10 miles per hour in the afternoon. Tonight. Partly cloudy, with a low around 62. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Friday. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 81. Southwest wind 5 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 20 mph. Friday night. A 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 65. Southwest wind 5 to 10 mph. Saturday. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 86. Southwest wind 5-10 to mph. Saturday night. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8pm. Partly cloudy, with a low around 66. Sunday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 88. Sunday night. A 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 8pm. Partly cloudy, with a low around 72. Monday. A 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly sunny, with a high near 88. Monday night, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Partly cloudy, with a low around 71. Tuesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny and hot, with a high near 91.
9: It's known as the 4-inch flight, and it's weird to say, but no launch failure was quite as comical as this one. Let's talk about Mercury Redstone 1. Go for hey guys, Tori here from Overlook Horizon. Welcome back to Two Minute Tuesday, which is where we cover a topic briefly for about two minutes, or as close as I can get to it, every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. So let's jump right into it and put two minutes on the clock and jump into today's 2 Minute Tuesday. With the space race underway, the U.S. was seeking to put the first human into space with Project Mercury. The project kicked off with a mixture of successful and failed test flights, but none were quite as crazy as Mercury Redstone 1. This flight attempt in November 1960 was the 10th uncrewed test flight conducted as part of the program. It was intended to qualify the Mercury spacecraft and its launch vehicle for suborbital missions. On launch day, following a normal countdown, the Mercury-Redstone engine ignited, however, two of the electrical ground cables separated from the rocket in the wrong order, sending unexpected electrical currents through the systems. This caused the rocket to think that it was already done flying, so the engine immediately shut down after launching only three. 3.8 inches off the pad. But then the capsule escape tower jettisoned itself to an altitude of about 4,000 feet because it too thought its job was done. The capsule was now left attached to the fully fueled booster with no escape. Three seconds later, the capsule, which was completely confused as to what was happening, deployed its parachutes because the altimeter said that it was below 10,000 feet. Well, of course it was! It was still on the ground! (laughs) The only communication that Mission Control had at this point was through the range safety destruct charges. And ideally, they'd prefer not to destroy the rocket and the surrounding launch facilities, but what could they do? At any moment, the parachutes that were hanging off the side of the rocket could catch a gust of wind and tip the whole thing over. There were all sorts of crazy ideas flying around, including one which was to use a rifle and shoot holes in the side of the rocket to depressurize the fuel tanks. Luckily. That was rejected and they ended up just waiting it out and letting the oxidizer boil off. To prevent this from ever happening again, they had to add a 12 inch grounding strap that would disconnect well after any of the other electrical connections disconnected from the rocket. Fortunately, the hardware was saved. The capsule was able to fly on the next test flight. The booster was repaired, but it was never used again. All right, so that's this week's Two Minute Tuesday. If you have other Burning Space questions or events that you want me to cover, drop them in the comments down below. Don't forget to click that like button, consider subscribing, and I'll see you on the next video. Goodbye.
6: Profile America, Thursday, August 5th. Coming up tomorrow is one of America's more obscure and unusual commemorations, and you'll be fortunate if it isn't called to your attention. Every August 6th is National Fresh Breath Day. Sometimes chronic bad breath can be a symptom of a serious illness. Mostly, it's simply a personal matter and has an impact on relationships, even while practicing social distancing. Fresh breath is part of overall health and well-being, and overcoming bad breath can be relatively simple. Solutions are offered in advertising for a profusion of oral hygiene products, and Americans spend a lot of money to freshen up. Mouthwashes, for example, are part of the nearly $48 billion a year industry, making various rinses, perfumes, lotions, and other such preparations. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov.